Well, hey, welcome back to the HC Conversations podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Phil. And I'm Phil. And I'm not Phil, but he's Phil. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to reaffirm that. I did. I did. I wanted to affirm the Philness in you. Um, Thank you. I need that. And it's a new month. So that means a new episode for y'all. Mm. Today's just kind of kind of be a grab bag where it's grab just bag. like, we don't have one topic to talk about, but we've got three. A couple things we want to touch on. Talk about. Yeah. So it'll be good. We're jumping right in? Sure. Let's jump right in. All right. Well, one of the first things I thought I wanted to talk about was this idea that it's um, it's okay to change your mind on things, you know? Like, so uh, this podcast has been going on for about three years now with a break in there. Yeah. Because we were like, we ran out of things to talk about, okay? People, don't let us run out of things to talk about again. You need to send us things. Like, hey, I'd love to hear you discuss this. Um, but like with that, you know, like kind of going back and like, what did, what, what did we talk about in those early days? I was like... I didn't go back and listen to him, but I realized like I might actually disagree with myself a lot <laughs> uh, and just kind of, you know, it's Christmas time and I'm looking back through like um, old Christmas messages that, that I've done here at the church because it's like, you guys, the, the Christmas story is the same. It's the same every year. So I'm like, how have I presented this before? What can I do different? And like, even like looking at how I said things before, I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that or I like how I said that. And so I don't know. The, the first thing that I just wanted to talk about was just, it's okay to, to change. Mm to, oh, this will be a, a, a kind of like a heated, a, a loaded word for some people. It's okay to evolve <laughs> in the sense of like, okay, I thought one thing, I got some more information, I grew, like life circumstances changed and I maybe think slightly different now and that, that's okay. Mm -hmm. What say you? I would agree because I've changed my mind on many things over the years. It'd be funny for me to go back and look at like papers that I wrote in grad school right. and see like what position I took on those things and how much that's changed since then. Um, but there's been a lot of things that I've definitely changed my mind on over the years. Yeah. Um, sometimes just based, like you said, on life experience, but also mm -hmm. on doing more research, on hearing other perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I never considered that perspective before. So all that to say, it's okay to change your mind. Okay change we your mind. change our minds yeah. sometimes. And just because maybe you're watching this podcast or going back through other episodes, you're like, wow, I didn't know they believed that. Maybe, maybe we don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't anymore. Who knows? Or, you know, I found, I find a lot of times too, like specifically with the podcast um, and what we always wanted this podcast to be was just almost us thinking out loud, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, kind of what we do, you know, like when we come in on, you know, Monday mornings, we drink a cup of coffee and it's like, here's kind of what happened this week. Here's what's going on in the world. What do you think about that? And it's just this almost verbal processing. And so that's a good thing. I'll find times too where it's like, I'll change my mind on something. It'll be like, I used to think one thing. And then I thought another thing. And now I'm back to thinking the thing that I originally thought, but I have a better reason for thinking it. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think to change your mind too, like there's certain things that we hold on to. Specifically, we talk about like in the Christian faith, like there's these essentials. It's like, no, these are the things that we kind of hold with, you know, a closed, closed right. fist. That we're not changing our mind on who right. Jesus is, who the right. Father is, the Spirit. Right. Yeah. Like the classic that. things in the creeds, but it's like, it's like I hold those things tightly but maybe how I get to them changed mm -hmm. or like, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I understand it deeper or better now. And so I think they were like on a, in a bigger picture on a, on a cultural level. We're not very good at this right now. No. At like thinking that people's thinking that people's thinking can change or that that's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's like, no, once you've thought one thing or you stated one opinion, you are always that that's right. always your viewpoint. You're always that person. And we will bring back, you know, a tweet from 15 years ago to say, like, you can't, like, you're, you're a horrible person. Twitter around 15 years ago? I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe. It's got to be close, right? 15 years ago, 2008? Yeah, close. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, no, people are allowed to, to change, and I don't know. So we're not good at that. 
Right. We, we like we lock people in with these kind of like labels of like you are this, you will always be this. And, and it's so interesting because this is coming from a culture that doesn't <laughs> like labels, but yet right. very quick to label things. Yeah, <laughs> it's, isn't it ironic? Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So that was just the first first kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, it's okay to change. It's uh, and we're on this process together. There's things yeah, you hold on to tightly. On, we're all on a faith yeah. journey together and a life journey together, mm-hmm. and we have all changed our minds on many things. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think if you're a healthy person, the older you get, the more you embrace that. That's mm. like, I was wrong about things. And I've, my, my mind has changed on a lot of things. Wisdom has taught me. Wisdom, yes. Yeah. Or I've gained some wisdom over my life. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that, that perspective that I used to have was really immature. It wasn't well-formed. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So because of you know, my years or my experience or new information, I've changed. Right. Like if I'm, if I'm still thinking about the world and processing things the same way as I'm 35, 45, 55, as I did when I was you know, 25, probably a problem <laughs> yeah, I agree <laughs> yeah all right all right so, so moving topic on, number one uh, moving on you're a bullet point person bullet point number one. two yeah you're getting some water I, I sat it down too far I know I was like I didn't want mine in the shop but there's literally nowhere to sit it see I've so. dropped my water bottle so many times that it's very easy to it's like knock a, over because it's like it's, a leaning tower of pizza it's like the you know the weebles weebles wobble but they don't mm-hmm. fall down except yours does fall down the little things that come over um you want to introduce the next topic or me too? I don't care. Sure. So we wanted to talk about um, some of the cultural things that we see going on uh, around us, mainly um, just the, the strong push in society to get away or cast off any form of tradition, any form of traditional um, identity, whether it's family, whether it's marriage, whether it's you know institutions, institutions. Uh, like forms of government, church, church uh, nonprofits, yeah, faith. Um, that those things are all bad. That yeah. we should just simply get rid of them. That we somehow know better. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think it's it's ironic. It's interesting. That's gonna um, be the theme of this episode. Because you hear over and over like those who don't nist- know history are prone to repeat it, yeah. and we just try to ignore history, ignore the past, and yeah. Think that we know better. Yeah, there's this this idea of like what is wrong with us or wrong with the world has always been these like traditional things. Um and you, and you mentioned some of them. And uh I don't know, there there's an arrogance, I think, in saying that a, a lot of the things specifically it's it's a lot of like postmodern thought, which has only been around for like what, a hundred years or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's very, very new, um, based out of uh what was it? Was it a French philosopher? Was it um, uh, Derrida? Jacques Derrida, I think, maybe. Is he the father of postmodernism? I don't know. I'm going to say things and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I actually don't. You're going to Google it now. It. I think that, I mean, I know he's a person, right? Um, but it's like, this is a very, very new thing um, in the course of like human history to just say, like, yeah, you know, like we have all these new great ideas. And maybe we do. Like, some, sometimes new ideas are good ideas. But I think there's just a danger or an arrogance to say, like, because this is the most current cultural moment, therefore, we have the best information, we have the best ideas, that anything that came before us was, was off. I'm pretty confident that it is C.S. Lewis that, that coined that term, um, chronological snobbery. That's like, mm-hmm. because we exist further on the human timeline, therefore we're better. Um, yeah, so uh, Jacques Derrida is one of uh, several different Jacques. Oh. Uh, maybe he went by different names. Oh, uh, too many jocks. I'd have to read this yeah, article. Yeah, whatever. But I don't know. 
some somebody kind of came up with that idea of like mm-hmm. postmodern thought, like th- just throw off everything um, a, a little bit. And this is kind of a buzzword too, because it's not all bad. But this is, this is what a lot of like different critical theories come out of. It's like take everything apart. It was probably all bad. Let's come up with new stuff. And I, again, that's not necessarily bad. It's good to to understand things and to have different ideas. But I'm like I'm like a show me the data person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like give me the hard evidence of that, that, that this is something that's working. And it seems as though when we kind of look at just modern culture and life and what people are dealing with and going through and struggling with, it's like, is any of that new way of thinking working? Like, are things getting objectively right. better or not? Yeah, and along with that, not only are we changing or trying to like scrap institutions, but also language is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's very popular to take a term that meant one thing and change it to meet your political yeah. you know, agenda. So, right. I mean, we could see that with uh, the recession. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not, I, that's, it's just, not a recession. Just a, a good example. It's like, it, it may uh, meet all the definitions of what a recession is, but that's not what it's called. We're we not in a recession. Here's the definition of a recession. And like... Economists and other people are like, uh, the definition of a recession, according to the dictionary, is this. Is this. Like, no, that's not actually a recession. <laughs> that's not that what that means anymore because yeah. we're choosing to redefine it. Right. It's like the, the moving goalpost kind of thing. It's yeah. like, what was that? But now it's this. Yeah. And so, like, there, there's kind of been a thinking for a long time that, you know, the things that we're throwing off, those kind of traditional institutions and structures and uh, things that have kind of been like the fabric of specifically Western society for like a long time. Um, there's been a push to say, well, that's actually what's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's been the problem with society. But if that actually were true, we're at a point now where those things have less influence than they've ever had, right? And so if that, if that were true, if, if those were the things that were causing the problems, as they get less and less influence in society, things should get better and better. Right, we should see uh, greater human flourishing. Right. Uh, we should see you know, more people. More happiness. More happiness. We should see less poverty. Um, less like struggle with mental health and addiction mm-hmm. and suicide and things like that. And like, that's not, that's not the case. Right. And so that just, I'm, 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 that, that, that doesn't mean there's not a correlation to say, well, therefore we need these, these things that we're trying to get rid of. They're the solution, but mm-hmm. it is to say, well, maybe they weren't the problem. Maybe there's right. something else going on. Right. Um, and maybe that problem is something that we can't solve on our owns, mm. uh, owns, owns on our owns <laughs> on is our owns. precious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps uh, it's something that is outside of us that, that mm-hmm. we need help solving. And from Christians, we are, as a Christian yeah. perspective, we believe that problem is, is sin, that each one of us has, mm-hmm. has decided to go our own way, that we've decided to define good and evil on our own terms instead of like, using God's wisdom to, mm-hmm. to understand what good and what evil is and partnering with God to bring about human flourishing instead of thinking, oh, we can do it on our own. Yeah. And then I think that that does kind of intersect them with some of our kind of old, I guess, traditional institutions where from a Christian perspective, we would say that these are like some of these things were in place by like kind of God's uh, kind of God's structure. So you're talking about faith in the church and the family and marriage and these kind of things. Now, certainly they've been hijacked and they've been corrupted and touched by sin as well. Um, but when done like the way that God would have them, it's actually one of the things that kind of for lack of a better word, like pushes back or holds back like some of the darkness and the sin and some of those, it's kind of some of those things where like God's common graces come through to society. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, well, 
the church exists in the world and like strong families and, th and those different things. And again, that's not to say that's just like a, hey, we just need to push everybody into these categories, but it is to say that maybe that's not the problem. Right. Um, and to say that the things that we're like, we've got the solution, because the, I'd say overarching the big solution just tends to be whatever feels right, mm -hmm. whatever makes you happy. If it makes you happy. We, that's right. It can't be that bad. That is that is a horrible thought, right? I don't remember who sang that. It was a country song from the 90s. But if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Ooh, that's actually great. That's going to be a sermon someday right there. Because like the next line is, if it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? I just cussed on the comp podcast. But, you know, I was quoting something. And that's just true, right? Because that's, that's the cultural moment we're in. If it makes you happy, do it. Mm -hmm. But wait, if that's what makes you happy, why are all of us not right why is our <laughs> happiness score uh dropping as yeah. a nation why is there more anxiety and depression um, especially among younger people yeah. right now why is oh, that yeah. increasing whenever we should be getting happier whenever you know we have more individual freedom more yeah. individual happiness do, do yeah. whatever you want as long as it makes you happy mm -hmm. and who cares if people get hurt in the process yeah yeah or who cares even if, honestly, if you get hurt in the process. Yeah. I was like, what makes me happy? But it's not hurting me now, but it might in the future. But yeah, so anyway. It's, but it's, right it's now I'm thing. happy. So. Yeah, yeah. Or a fleeting sense of happiness. Fleeting sense of it. Um, so yeah, like I, that was one of the things we want to talk about. It's just like, there's just this increasing, I don't know, and maybe we're a little jaded, a little biased, and we probably are. Because it's like, well, we're pastors. We obviously believe in the church, and we believe in the Christian faith, and we believe in these things, and think they're God-given, beautiful like things that lead mm -hmm. to humans flourishing. Um, and again, I'm, I kind of tend to be more like, well, let me give them some data, right? <laughs> but Excuse I, me. I think um, <clears throat> when it comes to the idea of tearing it all down, postmodernism, uh, it's all relative that we also have to be willing to tear down postmodernism if we're willing to tear yes. down everything else. Yes. It's like, yeah, like um, let's, you know, let's tear down that philosophy. Let's uh, be critical of it instead of, no, we can't touch that, mm -hmm. but we can touch everything else. Yeah. Um, the, the goal isn't to to keep everything as it was, because certainly there are some things in society that need to change, mm -hmm. but we must do it carefully, intentionally, mm -hmm. and critically, and be willing to say, no, there was some good there, let's not mm -hmm. change that. Um, you know, what you just said, like being real, willing to rebuild it, it's, there's, it's this whole, and this is birthed out of that like postmodernism, tear it all down, it's this whole deconstruction movement. Mm -hmm. Now, specifically, let's talk about, about like in the church context a lot, like people deconstructing the faith, but it's not, it's just a societal thing, like, deconstructing a lot of things. But I think what we what we miss in that is that deconstruction can be good, uh, but deconstruction is not the same thing as demolition. Right. Deconstruction implies that there will be a reconstruction afterwards. Right. It's like, hey, I'm looking at this thing, what needs change, you know, where are things failing, but hey, maybe this foundation here, it's still, it's still good, so what can we build back up? Like, how can we take things apart and, and actually get what needs to be there? Um, but like you just said, it's like, we're, we're like deconstructing just for the sake of deconstructing. Right, and there, we're not building back there's on anything. It, yeah, and so you're just left with, there's nothing to hold on to. There's nothing to build my life on. There's not, like, <laughs> to to quote the Bible, you know, good old, uh, some some Solomon, what's attributed to Solomon? Meaningless, meaningless. It's all meaningless. It's like, that's, that's kind of where we, we land ourselves of just mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, but the one thing that we're not willing to touch is that ideology that says tearing it all apart is the best thing that you can do. It's like, yeah. well, maybe that's something that needs to be torn apart. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, are we on topic number three now? I think so. I don't feel like I have anything else to contribute at the moment that's intelligent. <laughs> it's all right. We, <laughs> I mean, do you listen to most of the things I say? I don't feel like I have much intelligent to offer. Um, kind of coming out of that, that uh, what we were just talking about, like tearing down the traditions. We're, it's Christmas time, right? We're 
two weeks out? Yes. Less than two yes, weeks. Yesterday, yesterday was two, two weeks, weeks away exactly. from Christmas. Um, and it is ironic. This is, dude, the, t- the title of this podcast is going to be, isn't it ironic? It has to be. Because this is, each topic has a, this bit of irony. Um, that like, the things that we get excited about at Christmas time, what people look forward to and long for, the things that, that, that they give us all the feels in the Christmas songs and in the, the cheesy Christmas movies and are these things, you know, it's like love and it's family and it's, it's hope and it's joy and it's even a sense of like a civil kind of religion, right? Mm-hmm. Like a kind of a, maybe not true Christianity, but like this Christian, yeah, Christian veneer. veneer. It's like, I still want to hear Silent Night and Away in a Manger on my radio at Christmas. Like these I, are No, the, I'm not going to go to church, but I want to hear about baby Jesus at Christmas. <laughs> like we love these things and like we try to find these these areas where we get a, little, get a little hit of Christmas. Like, oh yeah, that man, that hope, that joy that felt so good, that warm, fuzzy. But ironically, the things that we love about Christmas and we look for and we long for are the things that are brought to us primarily by the, like, the kind of traditional institutional things that we're trying to tear down. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, which is it? Like, which one do you want? Well, you, you can't know? have so it both ways. You can't. But I have heard it both ways. <laughs> yes, we get another psych reference in. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it is Christmas time, and maybe those things that we love about Christmas, we shouldn't just stop at those nice feelings, but we should let that drive us to like, what's behind that? What right. is that longing? What does it really mean to have hope and joy and peace and love? These things of the Advent season. Right. I don't have anything to add. Oh. Sorry. Well, here's how we're gonna end things though, because it's Christmas time. Hey Paul, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? Do you have one? Uh, my favorite Christmas tradition would be a toss-up between making slash eating cookies. <laughs> okay, you can just make them. <laughs> Baking just in general uh, and putting up our Christmas tree. Very nice. Always enjoyed that. I love that. Perhaps uh, this is, uh, Carrie Henning, if you're listening, this is a, a shout-out to you. Perhaps a sense of nostalgia for my childhood. All on nostalgia. Getting a Christmas tree. Yeah. Nostalgia is one of Carrie's words. It's one of her favorite words. I would say for me, um, it would be... Like just decorating in general, because usually when we decorate, it's like, you know, you get everything out and it doesn't always happen at once, but kind of, it's always, you know, there's always Christmas music playing. It's like, we can't, we don't decorate whether it's the tree or the house without Christmas music playing, Mm -hmm. without hot cocoa in hand, right? Like, it's like, it's a thing. Um, So that's probably it for me. Okay. Love to hear from you guys. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? You can just drop it in the comments below this video. We would love to hear about it. And if it's something super cool or unique, We'll give you a shout out in January's episode. That's right. And that's all we've got for today. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thanks for sticking with us for this past year. And we'll see you in 2023, kicking off New Year in January.